welcome to the All Things Data Podcast, AI Jobs Edition. Oh my God, will you ever work? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. it's the Where Have All the AI Jobs Gone Edition. Yeah, well, all the promise of AI jobs and data science and everything. So who's getting these jobs? That's right. Well, I mean, if you look at like job, uh, you know, LinkedIn, Crunchbase or like TechCrunch or Hacker Noon, all those things, they're always pumping out data is the data is the next oil or data scientist is the sexiest job or AI engineer is the number one job in the U.S., et cetera, et cetera, yeah. fastest growing. But where are they? Like, do you know lots of people that are getting hired in those positions? Well, I guess we do because we're in Yeah, <laughs> we're basically in that world. No, but generally I find there's, there is demand. There seriously yeah. is demand like for uh, extremely smart AI practitioners or data practitioners. The problem is that I, I think the supply side isn't, quite at the level that the demand expects. So like there's lots of, you're, if you're a stud, you're going to get a job. If you're a stud, you're going to get a really well-paying job and yeah. you're going to have your pick of the litter. Like you'll be able to almost Shop write your it. own ticket, almost write your own ticket, right? Right. Like it's not very far, especially in a world of, we can probably think of working remote as a real option. There's right. nothing stopping you from working at DeepMind now. If yeah, you're right. living in Delaware or if that's you're right. somewhere else, you know, or so, if they opened up a, a spot in Canada so they can pay you. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a lot of AI jobs and the trends show that a lot of people are still super giddy about AI. Mm -hmm. um, though I don't think like, I don't think that the eagerness of a lot of, you know, young students wanting to be in the world of AI for right or wrong reasons mm -hmm. uh, is leading to the jobs that they think are out there. I mean, you and I have seen this over and over and over again. Entry-level jobs require three to five years on a PhD <laughs> yeah. for a lot of organizations. And you're like, that's not true. Like, so either knock right. off the entry-level portion or the junior portion or right. knock off three to five years. Like there is incongruency there. Yeah, I feel that as companies are building out, they're very, um, I mean, when you're starting your first project, you're not, you don't want to hire a junior. Absolutely. Right. So I think, you know, there's a lot of companies still starting out or still, you know, adding capabilities. So the senior folks are, you know, hard to find and it's part of a club, I guess. You know, I always look at it as part of, um, it's like developers, you know, developers yeah. right now, I mean, maybe 20 years ago, it was like really hard to find developers. Well, there were lots of developers still then, but yeah, you know, there was seniors, I guess. And then, you know, the juniors started coming and then eventually they got a lot of jobs. But now it's like with computer science or like any dev jobs, it's like a dime a dozen. If you want to start some development, there's tons of seniors out there that can find their disciples and then kind of go and create stuff, right? Make software. Yeah, yeah. And like the world of any kind of burgeoning field, I think generally goes in this way where you end up with everybody gets super excited uh, about whatever the field is, uh, tries to jump in with whatever tools they have at their disposal. Mm -hmm. uh, 
some will be successful and get into those jobs because they're smart enough and do have a background and mm -hmm. can easily transfer their skills. But often you get a lot of people who don't have the right skill set, uh, aren't really attuned with what that world is going to be like and mm -hmm. aren't ready. So then you see often that, you know, our education system takes a long time. You know, it's very, very, very much a trailing, uh, a trailing part of society. So mm -hmm. it takes it, you know, easily five to 10 years to start making headway into, okay, we're going to train up people through the education system. So right. you have like this kind of like weird Goldilocks period that we're in right now where nobody really understands how to hire the people they need. And you can't find many of the people that you need because they haven't been trained up that way. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's the, everyone wants it, but there's not enough people. And all the people that are hearing about these jobs um, are trying to get in because, you know, mm -hmm. this is the field of the future. And, you know, you're trying to just get your shot. It's not a, it's an experience gap, really. Cause like you're coming out of school and you're just like, go build this thing for me. And you're like, I never built anything before. So I'm just yeah. going to try to figure it out. So some either, either it's a small company that's willing to take the risk or that's pretty much it. Or like a big company who's mature, who can kind of groom you up. So places that have like those mature, you know, AI practices or, you know, data right. practices like, you know, Spotify or like, Shopify, all the FIs and the FIs. Yeah. Or you know, the AI Googles FI. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So all those all those folks are gonna, you know, they're gonna be pumping out all the all the talent for a while. Yeah. And I mean point, right? a lot of these uh companies very early on developed a notion for how to assess uh the majority of their candidates and they know how to assess somebody that's burgeoning or that is entry level or that is you know just getting their feet wet yeah so the sheer they can volume, hire, right? exactly so they can definitely hire uh those positions the problem just happens that most companies kind of get reactive to new technology or whatever's coming up rather mm -hmm. than being proactive about it and getting in front of it and it's you know i mean it's economics as well like you can't be proactive to everything unless you are of Google or Apple, like a fang scale, really, right? So, yeah, it, I mean, it's difficult to imagine that small or even medium companies or even like large uh, entrenched companies, you know, some of the oligarchs of the world who are not tech first, right, would, would get this right, uh, right from the get go. Yeah, and I think it's going to be hard for those companies to, you know, fully transition. Uh, like now, I mean, in the future, there will be enough talent out there and enough leadership and people kind of having enough um, experience under their belt to, to start things. I think we're probably, I don't know, call it like five years away, at least from a glut of intermediate talent, like Absolutely. everyone leaving Google and then starting their own thing and then getting hired and, you know, creating practices everywhere. But someone like, I, you know, I keep kind of going back to the the computer science analogy. There's this like you know, in the eighties, you needed like a PhD from Stanford to like, <laughs> you know, turn a computer yeah. on. And then, you know, and then it, it, you know, became everywhere. And then everyone started kind of hacking around and then people were 
but I guess it wasn't like a digital product age either at that point, you know, like people were still kind of figuring it out. And then by the two thousands, it was like, okay, let's like, it's been pretty mature. There's enough people who've went through, you know, all the, uh, all the ringers or all the like, you know, Xerox parks slash yeah. IBMs of the world and stuff. Cause I mean, all those big guys were the ones that were training everyone else. And that's like here now, right? Like, you know, the new IBMs and the new um, compacts and all those, you know, legacy vendors or oracles and stuff. The new ones are like the Amazons and the Shopify. So all those folks who are in there now are probably going to be leading the pack in, you know, five years or so. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to get to a place, not only where there's that glut of intermediate talent, but we've seen that the majority of companies that are coming up. So, if we look at, you know, to build a unicorn uh, takes a company, you know, seven to 10 years. So if right. we had all this like deep learning and AI stuff really start to proliferate in the world of startups uh, in like the mid 2010s, so like 2015, yeah. 2016, 2017, uh, you can imagine that it's going to take, there's some that are already, you know, up there, but it's going to take quite a while probably another like four to five years uh, until there's enough, um, I guess, demand from these companies that is no longer just senior talent. Like they'll have, the companies themselves will have grown up, will have the departments and structures that will allow for uh, the inclusion of a bunch of entry-level juniors and everything. So everything is sort of, I guess, trying to uh, focus on one point uh, into the future and create these AI jobs that we were all promised and create, especially the entry level uh, jobs, because realistically, like we know most of our senior friends and Mm -hmm. above can basically just like, you know, throw caution to the wind, put their resume out there and have like 10 interviews the next week. That's right. right? Well, I think it's also, um, no, you kind of nailed it where, it's the AI talent gap is really, it's, it's the experience gap. There's, of course, there's going to be tons of jobs, but it's all, it's going to be all seniors. Right. But yeah. no one said that, you know, all the jobs are junior jobs. No. You know? And I think that's, you know, where the misnomer or like the, the marketing kind of kicks in. It's like, Oh, these are the hot jobs. Get these skills. It's like, well, you kind of need the experience too. Like just cause you yeah. say you can, you know, ride a bicycle doesn't mean you can compete in the Tour de France. Yeah, that's so right. It's like people are asking for like elite, elite people and everyone's trying to arm up, but I think it's going to take, it's going to take time for that talent to come through. So I think, you know, people studying it and learning it now is it's good, but you're not like, you're kind of at the forefront. So there's going to yeah. be lots of stumbling and lots of um, like misses essentially, you know, like you're not everyone that's a junior, like right now, if you go get, a degree in computer science you can go land a job yes you know like yeah. pretty much right like go code as somewhere. long as you're decent yeah yeah you can go code somewhere right but if you get a if you get a degree in like ml that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a job right now no like i find that uh if there is like whatever your school is uh if there is a a degree that's data science ml mm-hmm. ai whatever it is right neural networks deep learning um the natural path is not finish your undergrad, go to Facebook AI. The natural path is finish your undergrad, 
do really, really well on your undergrad, do a master's or PhD, then go to one of these places because they all still kind of want you to have uh, a differentiator, a differentiator actually, you know, like, because everybody's coming out now with comp sci, comp eng, and often a specialization in data or specialization in whatever. And that's uh, like across the board. And there are specific degrees that are now meant to be data science or AI. Uh, but like at the end of those, unless there's an industry component or a lot of like co-op or a lot of experience and practicum, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people won't get the jobs they expect. They'll probably get like really good developer jobs and they'll outpace the regular computer science, computer engineering people. And they'll probably yeah. get picked up first in the same roles that they would have gotten as just computer engineering or computer science. Right. And I don't think they're going to be getting all of the super sexy, oh my God, data science pays $180,000 a year jobs. Yeah, you're getting like the 70K job. <laughs> yeah. That's still not yeah. a bad job out of school. But exactly. I, I think the other, the other thing too is, um, you know, if you get, for example, if you were to get a PhD in com, com sci or like com edge mm-hmm. or something, right? And it's not necessarily like a machine learning or like AI relevant uh, type of job, or I mean, type of, uh, you know, thesis. Mm-hmm. The, it, the thing that gets me is that um, if I was to leave with an AI degree, you know, people are like, oh my God, yes, I can go into like some sort of private research. You know, like you can, you can be an AI researcher in some way, right? Uh, you can mm-hmm. work for, you know, like computer vision or like NLP or something like that. It's like hot and sexy. But yes. if you do, if you get a degree, like a PhD in ComEng and you're like, you, you don't have that kind of allure. It's not like, oh, wow, this guy's an algorithm designer. I'm going to go into private algo design research. You know, there's, <laughs> those, those don't exist really, right? So everything yeah. is kind of moving to this like new tech, new technology. And I think that that's where like the PhDs can go. Cause like, you're not bringing a PhD into like productionized models or like build out infrastructure or, you know, unless they're working on some sort of like efficiency, like mm-hmm. in their PhD, but you know, they're, they're sticking around in research. So that gives, it's interesting because it gives a pathway for people to kind of still be academic, but just go into like private research. Yeah. And I mean, that's also pretty novel. Like pharma's always been the OG in terms of private research, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the world of tech wasn't really all that research, even though like there are credits and all the stuff from mm-hmm. those governments to get you into the world of R&D um, and scientific research, period. But a lot, of, a lot of those programs were like, yeah, we're trying something new and novel. It's researchy, but it's not like with the rigor and uh, focus that scientific research really has. Right. You know, like, it's like, oh, well, we're trying to build a new front-end framework and it hasn't been done in the... In the past in this way so that is kind of researchy but it's not like i'm trying to solve an absolutely new problem that has never been thought of and that's often what ai is doing you know you're you're looking at like if you think of straight up like gpt3 yeah like gpt3 for open ai is nuts you know yeah it's insane (laughs) like all of a sudden you can ask it you know feed it a bunch of front-end languages and go uh i'd like to have a red button that yeah me off and it just gives you the html and the js for it it's like nuts like or auto, like writing sql complete like, your life yeah yes. what it's yeah it's nuts it's nuts so i think you know they're 
I mean, GPT-3 is like a huge breakthrough. I'm assuming like whatever GPT-4 is in the future, like in two or three years, I'm assuming is going to be like even crazier, right? But there's, yeah. I don't know, this is, yeah, it's it's nuts. Like those, you're solving like net new problems in, you know, the AI or ML space, right? So yes. I think that's where, you know, autonomous driving, like that's the super hot one, you know, yeah. computer, well, computer vision, I should say, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then NLP, obviously, like those two to me are like insane. Like they're, well, I would say they're the most applicable right now. So everyone's like snapping it up, right? People want to get, want to get there uh, yeah, as fast as they much, can. Yeah, very much so in like any of the speech and NLP stuff. So like any of the taking a lot of written or spoken word and making sense of it. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's also tip of the iceberg stuff. Like we understand a lot because of linguists and a lot of uh, just even like as a person reading, you understand reading and you understand words and you can sort of picture what sentiment of a sentence is like. So even though it is black boxy still, if you're just like send it to Bert, let it categorize, uh, you're in the world of, oh, I get why I would have categorized this this way. Or I get why this mm-hmm. is the summary that I, that I received, right. you know? It's not like, you know, have AI fold a protein and it does it and you're like, I have no clue what, what it did and why it did it. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it works. Sweet. Let's do this, right? So, uh, like, I find that we'll get more and more and more um, broader AI as we go along. You know, like computer vision is really mm. hot right now as is deep learning, but like there's going to be so much more that, be something that we haven't even thought of. Yeah. 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 There's right. going to be some new faction of AI that we haven't talked to or haven't imagined, you know, like because of COVID-19, maybe it's all like vaccine discovery. I know that they're doing some stuff, but mm-hmm. like maybe it's like doing it in such a way that you preemptively have vaccines at the ready in case there are other mutations. I don't know. I'm imagining. Right. Right. But, right. Or like, like, you know, the machine that teaches the machine, right? So you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. 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 That's an adversarial network. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's wild. Like, because, it, um, I mean, and it's still new. I think there's going to be some, I feel like in the research side anyways, like they're going to eventually plateau in terms of um, hardware. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like you're kind of, they're kind of getting there right now, you know, before like all, I mean, with GPU, they figured it like when it first came out, it was like, oh my God, like next level. But now it's like, it's getting into the, you know, commoditized CPU market where you're like, okay, I'm adding a couple more megahertz or gigahertz Mm -hmm. this year. And then we're adding a little more RAM and the bus speeds go up. Now it's like incremental, not like exponential. Not Moore's law anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, I think the, I think the other thing is, is like the big, I think the big hardware breakthrough will probably be in something like non GPU, you know, like they're, they'll be able to use CPU or something like that. Like they're, they're, people are working on that, that problem right now. So it's like yeah. lowering the cost of neural net. Oh yeah. So, for sure. you know, like it's still pretty expensive. Like, I mean, I can't imagine how much it costs to train GPT three, like, it must have been into the tens of millions, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they they likely don't own the hardware either, so they probably partnered with Tesla, SpaceX, and a bunch of AWS and whatever else, like all these people that have a 
like a crap ton of GPU RAM. Yeah. And they just paid a lot of money, you know, and they probably got government granted up the wazoo to do this, right? Yeah. Or they don't, yeah. or they donated, right? Like, yeah, maybe I mean, they're part of Google. So I'm assuming they could leverage some of that juicy yeah. infrastructure that they've got. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the cost of neural network training has got to go down for really like there's already huge breakthroughs, but like, you know, what costs $10 million to train should be costing like hundreds of dollars in the future. Right? Oh, that'd so be great. Yeah. Yeah. Start. If, if that's the Moore's law that happens where instead of a 18 month reduction or doubling of compute power, it's an 18 month mm. having cost reduction, uh, cost reduction. Exactly. Yeah. That would, and you're still going to get some bon- some bumps and boosts in, in actual computation. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's sort of like the parallel that we see, right? So if you were to draw it out on a line chart, you sort of see the cost now starting to dip and flat. Like storage, out. right? It's like storage, <laughs> like cents yeah. per gig, right? But yeah. there's, I think the other thing too is, well, I mean, they've kind of figured out, I mean, there'll probably be another breakthrough, but you know, people have figured out like multi-processor stuff, right? So I can throw a farm at it. So right now it's like, you can get shit done really quickly, but you just need a ton of money because I just throw more compute. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what could you do? You know, it's like the, what could you do in the 1960s with a calculator? Or like right now right. you can, you know, a scientific calculator. I was reading some, I remember in high school, it was something like we had TI-83s and they're like, the yeah. scientific calculator has more like compute power than all the Apollo missions combined. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you carry around in your in, on your cell phone in your pocket. You're carrying more power than any of those flights also had. So right, right, it's like quite nuts, right? Amount. Yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. like you just brought a cell phone into the past and was like, "All right, guys, you don't need <laughs> you don't need a computer well, and you don't need your you need a cell anymore. phone and all of the internet and con- connectivity, right?" Yeah, well, I mean, just I from am. like the computing power, it was like, "Hey, guys, oh, yeah, it yeah. probably took them like 45 minutes to like, you know, calculate." the straight line, some kind of straight line, but mm-hmm. at least they knew it was accurate and reproducible. Exactly. But yeah. And I mean, what we're seeing also in society generally is that um, AI is no longer just, I mean, it kind of started off niche in the mid 2010s and then mm-hmm. quickly, like always the first people to jump on are VC. So there was quite a bit of, uh, of love from the VC world. So it's a lot of investment. But like the laggards are generally uh, government and policymakers, right? Like they'll hear about it. They'll be like, okay, well, whatever. There'll be some talks about it. But uh, in the past like two, three years, that's when we've seen a lot more mentions of this all over the world in government, in policy, in chats with whoever. Yeah. So like even like we saw it today in an article we read, but like U.S. Congress and the U.K. Parliament, uh, the mentions of AI generally have gone mm-hmm. through the roof over the last two or three years. So if it's hitting some of the least technologically advanced people, <laughs> yeah, it's, and they're it's part of the conversation it, now. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, like Andrew Yang was running his presidential campaign on like AI automation, right? So yeah, it's, it's getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's just like, the thing is, is, you know, kind of looping back to the start of like, where are all these jobs? It's, okay. I feel that, you know, it's going to be hard for noobs right now. Um, You know, and it's competitive and I think people don't know how to hire. Like it's not built in yet. You know, it's not like a really good system unless you're like a a Fang plus Shopify plus like the big boys. Yeah. Um, 
but until or like those... a startup that really just started with AI as its focus, right? That's because right. then your founders are probably AI people. Right. And it's, but it's also like, there's tolerance for not knowing what you're doing. Like you're okay as a yes. junior, if everyone's a junior, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, the other thing that we, mm-hmm. we also notice over and over and over again is just generally that AI is a thing that everyone talks about. And like, uh, I mean, I challenge everybody, what, what is AI? What is an AI? You know, cause that's, that's right. a definition that nobody has uh, a solid understanding on. Everybody has their own version. So there's like a billion versions of this, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, the world of machine learning, the world of neural networks and deep learning, those are very specific to what you're doing. And then if you go even more specific, it's just like, okay, well the world of computer vision and NLP, like we talked about earlier, those mm-hmm. are even more specific uh, and going down. And you see like, there's a lot of mention still of the marketing terms in the world. And generally a lot of talk about that, which is also uh, a bit of a, an indicator as to how sophisticated we are as a society about AI. We're still talking really about the marketing term and it's still black boxy and we don't quite understand it as a society. And those who do, they barely ever say, uh, like when they're talking to their like specifically to their peers, they won't be talking AI, AI, AI. They'll be talking right. about the kind of, of data practice that they use, right? So they'll be talking machine learning or they'll be talking regression or they'll be talking right. neural networks or something like that, right? Yeah, it's not pervasive yet, right? So like, right. you know, it's at that point where, I mean, who knows if it will ever get out of the data science department, but right now, like nobody knows what goes on in the data science department, except for the data science department. Right. So, yeah, you know, nobody really understands it. Um, I think, you know, with marketing, it's people understand it because they're marketed to every day, you know, they're consumers and stuff, but you know, it would be amazing to see if, you know, people just got like a super top level understanding of, what they're what it is and how to use it you don't need the inner workings it's like a car right like i just drive it i don't need to know how to fix it maybe spare tire right. or something but you know it's just there for me to use so like um and then you know you can go to any depth as a car owner to you know go down to the enthusiasm like i liked when i had my car i liked to you know fool around with it just to like learn about it right yeah but um you know there's probably the majority of the population is just happy to drive it. So if, you know, AI gets to that point where they're just like, okay, let the AI solve it, but you actually know the AI can do it. It's not like, you know, my car is going to take me across the water. It's not going (laughs) to, you know, like you're just like, I know the car can't do that. So I'm not going to do it. Right. So you kind of understand the, the limits or at least maybe not even the limits of, but just like what it can do, you might not play in the, what it can't do but stick within your, you know, kind of stick within your lanes. But once it becomes pervasive like that, it's, you know, I think a lot will change, but you know, we're definitely in that space of nobody's, nobody really knows what it is unless you're actually in it. Yeah. And I mean, actually there's some advantages to people not knowing because they put out ridiculous claims and ridiculous yeah, ideas. Yeah. And it's awesome because you get stuff like Star Trek, right? Yeah. And then years later, like, Imagine there was a, a Star Trek that was as advanced, but in the AI world that was telling us of all this AI stuff, you would get all of the people who are doing AI that are also sci-fi uh, nerdy a bit, 
would be like, oh my God, I have to build that, you know? Oh, I have to build that. Oh, I have to build that. It, right. It's like, it's almost like throw down a challenge, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, because it's part of pop culture and it's part of society, we all go, oh, it would be really cool if we had a, a tricorder. <laughs> yeah, right? So, but they have, there's apparently there's a tricorder, like a working tricorder out there oh. right now. Like oh. I saw, I saw it in, uh, I think I saw it on LinkedIn or something, but I was like, what? But, you know, even things like computer, remember like, you know, Picard would sit, you know, walk into a room and just be like lights on. I'm like, I do that with my Google home now. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can do some, like it's getting there. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that, you know, people. I remember years and years it. and years ago, Bill Gates, I think it was Bill Gates, uh, had that with sensors in his own house where he basically would walk into a room and it would turn on and it would follow him and turn off and the like sense like smell olfactory sense would actually be pumped out into the room when he's in it so like that was full automation back in the day and i think that was yeah. early 2000s and i was like that's amazing oh my god and now now most of that stuff with you know connected devices just happens like yeah. you know my mom can get this done it's it doesn't take bill gates and all of microsoft anymore well like five years ago you know like or 10 years ago you would you would not have that stuff, right? But now you have like, you know, Amazon Echoes and Google Homes and stuff and houses and like the cost of a, a smart light. Like I, I just bought a bunch of smart lights from um, Amazon. And I remember, you know, five, six years ago where I was looking at the Philips Hue system. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, the bulbs are like, you know, 50 bucks each. And like, yep. I have to buy the, the bridge and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and like to control it now it's just like a two pack of bulbs is 20 bucks yeah. and it's wi-fi connected i don't need a bridge and everything's done through my google home i'm like okay yeah, it doesn't excellent. matter what vendor it is right and I just give it some recipes and it does its thing but like anyone can do this yeah you know? and it's so it's insane so i don't know i think so, there's going to be lots of jobs in those in those fields too like home automation and yeah for like the Alexa team, you know, or like the Google yeah. home team. Those are, that's insane. Like it's going to be a lot there. of automation and like a lot of AI and stuff. That's really excellent. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but, I think that's what we're going to see with jobs. Like just generally is like, it will become people creating more products, more and more commoditized. Right. Cause that's there'll right. be more companies doing things around this and it will lead to some of the, uh, entrenched people no longer being the old guard and as some of the new guard gets in there they'll know how to hire for these things they'll know how to think of projects and products in this world yeah and people will be, be spinning to hire exactly they'll be able to hire some of the juniors and bring them along right well and i think the more companies that get involved in this space it just means more people are getting employed right and then that's more mm -hmm. jobs but it's that i still think you know you know we talk about this all the time but it's just that skill gap right or the experience gap so how do you prove to someone you know how to do it and can manage and run something you know maybe you're not the manager but you're like you're a junior that's not a junior yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean a junior that's not a junior is hard to find and that's i think that's again the unicorn thing that happens <laughs> yeah. with job descriptions right is That's people right. are like, well, not only do I want a data scientist, I also want somebody who can do DevOps and I want to pay them $30,000. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Let, no, let's wrap this up. This is, uh, this is good. I think that, you know, you know, the big takeaway here is just, just know that 
the jobs are coming. If you guys are in high school, like <laughs> go keep pursuing those, yeah. pursuing those, uh, those learnings. And, you know, if you're in university or just kind of getting, getting uh, out there, just make sure you're doing as much experience gaining and less course taking, you know, just go build stuff, like build an AWS instance, go play and make your own chatbot and go create a, you know, I don't know, image recognition or computer vision or like an autonomous right. vehicle, you know, demo. And focus on doing things outside of Kaggle where data sets are awesome. Like go right. find your own data sets. That's go, the big like, thing. Go look for- Go make your own data. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that'd be crazy, but like attach a camera to you and drive around. Like why not? Yeah. Right? But yeah. there's, you know, like, but look at job, um, also look at, you know, job requirements or like job postings and then see what they're asking for and then go build that. Right. Mm -hmm. Chances are, you know, you'll get noticed eventually, but you need to, you need to do it versus read about it. Absolutely. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Thanks a lot guys. Well, uh, we'll catch you again next week. Yeah. I think we're looking to have a guest on and we'll be talking to them. So let's see if that goes through. Yeah. Exciting. Yay. All right. Have okay. a good week. Take care. Bye-bye.